This is The Takeaway. I'm Todd Willick, filling in for John Hockenberry all this week. Thanks so much for listening. Later in the show, the Voyager spacecraft on the edge of the solar system. Has it left? Is it still here? We're going to talk about that. But right now, on this planet Earth, in these United States, everyone's talking about two cases in front of the Supreme Court on gay marriage and also whether the federal government can ignore legal marriages in states. Well, later this hour, we'll be talking about the modern American family and a new study that shows that nearly half of all mothers in America are unmarried. And we're asking you to tell us the value of marriage in your family. Chase Robinson calling from Fort Worth, Texas. Marriage in my family is a little bit unique, I suppose, in the sense that my, my folks got divorced when I was very young. They've each remarried since, and I've been extremely lucky to have four parents that love me immensely and that I love immensely. This is Jeanette Smith, and I'm calling from Dallas, Texas. Capitalism and the government um, have given perks to people who marry. So you have to make um, the institution open to everyone. It has to be not just something special for one kind of person, but it has to be open and available to everybody so we can all get the perks. Call us at 8778-MY-TAKE to weigh in on this conversation or any conversation you hear on the show. But first, the Supreme Court, the justices. Just what are they thinking? Well, we can't know usually until they write an opinion anyway. But Justice Anthony Kennedy is the resident swing vote on that Supreme Court, a role he seems to relish. And there's a long track record behind Kennedy and the other justices as well. Rick Hassan is professor of law at the University of California, Irvine. He's author of the election blog. And he argues that legacy may play a big part in Anthony Kennedy's views on same-sex marriage. Rick, welcome. Good to be with you. Rick joins us from Los Angeles. Now, Rick, let's listen to a bit of Justice Anthony Kennedy during oral arguments yesterday in the California Prop 8 case before the court. And then we're going to divine a little bit. Listen. We have five years of information to weigh against 2,000 years of history or more. On the other hand, there is an immediate legal injury, and that's the voice of these children. There are some 40,000 children in California, according to the red brief, uh, that live uh, with same-sex parents. And they want their parents to have full recognition and full status. Rick Hassan of the Election Blog, Justice Anthony Kennedy is saying we have 2,000 years of data on traditional marriage, only a couple of tiny years on gay marriage. On the other hand, there are 40,000 kids in California with gay parents. One hand and the other hand, what's Anthony Kennedy thinking? Well, having listened to the argument yesterday, it sounds like he's really struggling with what to do. I, I was struck more than anything else by uh, uh, the fact that uh, although I and others tend to think of him as relishing his position as the swing voter on a court with four more conservative justices and four more liberal justices. He sounded really like he was agonizing uh, and speaking out loud and going through his thought process. And more than once, he suggested that maybe it was a mistake to even take this case and and there should be a way to get rid of it and, and not have to decide this big issue so quickly. Now, is that just wishful thinking from a regular guy who's agonizing over the difficulty of his job? Or is he forecasting how he might rule if he wants to just, you know, make it go away? Well, look, it's always hazardous to uh, try to figure out what the Supreme Court's going to do by listening to oral argument. If you listened to the oral argument in the voting rights case from four years ago, um, you would have predicted, as I did, that uh, they were going to strike it down. Uh, but in that case, they sidestepped the issue. They found a, a kind of a, 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 an escape hatch. And in the healthcare case, we 
we thought uh, that there were five justices to strike it down, but then Chief Justice Roberts uh, changed his vote apparently in the process of the opinions being written. So we can't overread into this, but if Justice Kennedy wants a way to not decide this case, I think he's going to find um, some other justices who'd be willing to go along, and perhaps they'll either dismiss the case saying that they should never have taken it in the first place, which would leave the Ninth Circuit opinion standing, or perhaps they'll say uh, that the uh, proponents of the measure didn't have legal standing, didn't have the uh, right to bring the suit uh, and, and, uh, and take action from there, which uh, either way you'd end up with uh, no opinion deciding on a national basis whether or not there's a constitutional right of same-sex couples to marry. Right. Now, Rick Hassan, you write in the election blog, however, that how Kennedy might rule, how justices rule, might be less an issue of constitutional law. We all want to think this is about the law. They always say this is about the law when they give, you know, seminars on C-SPAN. But you say it might be less an issue of constitutional law and more an issue of just plain old human psychology. What do you mean? Well, just to be clear, this didn't appear on my election law blog. It was a piece at Reuters Opinion. Ah, thank you. Uh, so yep. people, it is linked at the election law blog, so people can find it there. But it's uh, Reuters Opinion. And uh, what I say there is that um, uh, these justices are human beings like anyone else. And they're concerned about their legacy. They're concerned about the legitimacy of the court. Many people think that the reason that very conservative Justice uh, Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, decided to uphold the health care law was what it would have meant for the country and for the Supreme Court if the court would have struck down the, the signature um, uh, legislative accomplishment of the Obama uh, presidency in the first term. Um, uh, one of my colleagues' reactions upon hearing that the chief justice had voted uh, to uphold the health care law was, there goes the Voting Rights Act. And the idea is that these justices see themselves as, as trying to balance what they want, uh, their jurisprudential first choices with understanding that they operate in a, in, in a country where people have other opinions and, and the legitimacy of the Supreme Court depends upon not always going too far from public opinion. Oh, wait a so, second. Wait a second. You're, you're, you're essentially saying they're fancy politicians. They're not supposed to be that. Well, you know, there's an interesting discussion yesterday with, uh, between Justice uh, Scalia and Ted Olson, who's uh, arguing for the opponents of Proposition 8, over when did the Constitution... Uh, uh, or the Fourteenth Amendment, uh, start banning same-sex marriage. You know, with um, uh, Scalia taking the view that the Constitution is dead, as he always says, and things are set in time. But the truth is that many other, uh, uh, m most other justices see the Constitution as a living document and take into account changes in society in making their rulings. At one point in society, it was constitutional to have separate but equal facilities for people of different races. At one point. It was constitutional, according to the Supreme Court, to ban people of different races from getting married. And, of course, we've moved on from there. And the question is if we're ready to move on from there in terms of what the court said about discrimination uh, against uh, gay uh, men and lesbians who want to get married. So uh, it's an evolutionary process. I don't think they're politicians in the sense that they're um, consciously trying to think about it as a political decision. But they are policymakers, and they make policy through constitutional adjudication. We have heard one set of oral arguments on Proposition 8. We're headed for another set, of course, on DOMA. And all we can do right now is try to divine a little bit the minds of the nine Supreme Court justices, and maybe specifically in one case, Justice Anthony Kennedy, the famous swing vote in this 5-4 world, world 
we so often live in. Rick Hassan, thank you. Rick Hassan is professor of law at the University of California, Irvine, author of Election Blog, Election Law Blog. Rick, thanks. Thank you. NYC Now delivers the most up-to-date local news from WNYC and Gothamist every morning, midday, and evening. With three updates a day, listeners get breaking news, top headlines, and in-depth coverage from across New York City. By sponsoring programming like NYC Now, you'll reach our community of dedicated listeners with premium messaging in an uncluttered audio experience. Visit sponsorship.wnyc.org to get in touch and find out more.